My father and son talk as usual. I am trained that I never ask question, but he asks question. <laughs> he has been asking whether uh, in a sacred mountains or whether it is in the ashram or whether it is in the house or whether I am taking him. He asks questions. So, Vavaji, my first question is: you know, these are the things that. I may never ask you, but uh, now that I'm getting an opportunity, this is not questions that I feel, uh, you know, sometimes I ask you questions for other people's benefit. I know the answer, but I still ask you. These are questions that probably even I don't know. So my first question to you is, I want you to remember Rajasthan. Kaushala. And I want you to remember thousands of acres. I want you to remember all the villages that we were supporting. We were living in a microcosm that was beautiful. All the, uh, you know, we had a universal basic income that you were providing to all the old people. All the sick people were taken care of. All the hungry were fed. No animal was allowed to be hurt. We had the best ecological practices. All the food was organic. We lived under the blue sky. We were practicing the divine martial arts and the sadhanas every day. Every single person was happy. There was no theft. There was no crime. There was just a state of supreme joy and bliss. Each day in the morning I would awaken with the divine mantras. Each night I would sleep next to the fire with your stories and each week I would get to see great monks who would come down, descend from the Arabli black mountains and I would see the amazing power that they had, maybe Hafid, maybe all the other wonderful great people I got to meet. Why the hell did we leave that place? <laughs> My question to you is, why did we come out? Because I, my first memory of coming out is coming to Delhi and it was like, Bleh. you know, the, the first time you took me out to Delhi and I remember Basant Khunj and where we used to live and there was so much misery and so much suffering and people upon people and everybody lost. And I remember the first time you, you tried to teach and it was tough after that. It's just been tougher and tougher and... Uh, which will, I will come to the second question because every time we sort of sort out a place, you you move because we worked so hard in, in Rajasthan and then one day you just got up finally when we could reap the fruits of all the hard work that we had done, you got up. Then uh, we moved to Lucknow and we made such a nice facility nowhere and, and again the place that you chose it was a swamp we had snakes it was such a bad place that the mafia used to use that place to literally dump bodies and uh, that is the place you chose and that is the place you made me work and again once we had the beautiful Mahakaleshwar we had a lovely setup and we could just be there be happy and you know ride into the sunset like a couple of cowboys he said no then we went to Kharjat Again, it was so much poverty. People were eating mice uh, in that place and you worked hard day and night there and you made that into such a nice 
utopian, uh, blissful swarg. And then we left that place. And then you took me to Africa. And the amount of poverty and misery that I saw in Africa, and you made me work there for five to six years. And again, when we had something nice, we had a movement going, we again left that place. And we have to scratch from scratch. So my question is, your guru, my ancestors, they just sat at a place and they enjoyed and they made such a nice, you know, uh, a nice microcosm in which they could be happily ever after. But you, my dear, why are you never happy at a place? And why do we always have to create utopias from scratch and leave it behind where we could be happily sitting, surrounded by crowds who love us, adore us, who could put, you know, so much uh, nice tomato papu in front of us that we could eat. And you always want to go somewhere. Enlighten me why my life has been so erratic for the last almost four decades. It's not erratic. I want you to... Once I find that the ancient wisdom and the Shakti is awakened in you. I want you to reach out to the maximum people. One incident I would like to recall that a great self-realized master, <clears throat> he went to the village with his disciple and the people were so very bad and they hated him and they abused him and they didn't help. And then when he was leaving the village, he said, you remain stable and be there. Then he went to another village. The people were very nice and they looked after him and he found that they are all helping each other. And after he was leaving the place, he blessed them, Ujjar Jau. Don't remain, but move on to different places. So his disciples said, why didn't you ask them to get established? He said, because so wonderful people. Earlier in the first village, they were so bad. I didn't want them to move on and spread the bad culture to anywhere else. So remain there. And the other village where people were so very nice, I bless them, you move out. So every individual, when he will go to a different place, that cluster of other people, he is going to spread the culture of goodness. So <clears throat> there was a object. I was on the bank of Ganges in the Himalayan region. I used to meditate most of the time. And then of course I used to come back but my wife was looking after the children. But then the masters, the message was go back. So I came to Rajasthan. And a lot of good things happen. And from there, 
that was a barren land and after the shiv yog sadhana even the land became very fertile so then is the lucknow so that's why i said that reach out to as many people as you can so that's why i was moving now uh i am very happy that you can reach out to everyone through your technology now i say get established be stable but reach out you still didn't answer why we had to leave the heavens that we have left behind we have made everywhere because the first heaven when we went to another we created another heaven and then another heaven wherever we went we created a heaven so now you are creating the heaven and making me reach out to all over the world so now you can be established and reach out to the world we have a responsibility for the humanity so we should do the good things the environment and the humanity when you talk about environment i love the environment when you talk about humanity i ask you the second question uh you were a national boxer you were a judo black belt and you used to uh, do kumites and uh, you trained me in a kalari and i was a grade a competitive muay thai fighter uh i've done taekwondo fights so basically you taught me to fight a lot of fight and not just like tai chi aggressive competitive fighting proper fighting like i was fighting since i was what 6 years old i was in the ring and literally like a gladiator you were having me fight and by the age of 16 17 what not then you say to me son we practice forgiveness you know all the time we practice forgiveness which i found very difficult because when i saw somebody acting the way that they are and uh, they were acting very badly the fighter in me wanted to make sure that they poop out their teeth the next day because you know but the spiritual student in me was taught by you and i am more afraid of you than anything else that i have to forgive so would not it have been easier if you would not have taught me fighting at all and just taught me forgiveness because then there wouldn't be any fomo inside me that you know i could have handled the situation in a different way so why create that friction in the first place because i see so many other spiritual uh, paths that are new relatively new in the past 30 40 years they have come up and they talk about bhakti yoga and this and that and i was talking to this lady uh, in the park she didn't know who i was or the lineage and legacy i come from and she came from bhakti yoga and i i told her if you really want to follow krishna then you have to learn all the kalas that krishna talked about you have to learn the yoga of krishna not just taking his name 
up and down will help you and she said no 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 krishna is god so all that is god's will so we just surrender to the god's will and we are nothing but ants so we are nothing but monkeys in clothes and krishna controls and which i found to be very uh, irritating because <coughs> krishna taught us karma yoga krishna taught us to stand up for the right thing and krishna taught us that we need to take uh, things and create destiny because if god will work god will work through you and that is what krishna showed even when he had to do his leela it worked through people so people had to become capable to follow krishna's leela but she wasn't she she didn't have the fight in her and she only had the forgiveness in her so why is it that we put the fight in us and then we put the forgiveness in us and not just focus on forgiveness because won't that be easy because then we'll just we'll not have the fight we'll just have flight and we can just fly around running and saying oh bhakti to god god put us in this situation and just give out all the responsibility so my question to you is what is the right way and uh, why the fight son if i would not have made you practice the martial art you would have never talked to me about the forgiveness because a weakling out of the compulsion he cannot do anything so he has no right to forgive he will mentally be sulking and if you have the power and that time you are forgiving then you are really doing the karma yoga that's what lord krishna taught us excel and then bless and another thing is <clears throat> i was training you the science of creating a neuropath and the reflex action only then i can teach you the meditation the sadhana that is why i tell every shiva yogi <coughs> that if you want to practice shiva yoga sadhana first you practice the yoga of immortals because the neuropathway you will be creating and you are activating your cellular system until the time you have not been able to activate your cellular system how will you make your cellular system to go in peace and alignment when there are already haywire helter scattered anywhere so it's a science and that's what our masters in the shivyog lineage they were all great great warriors bhagwan gorakshnath the great shivyog master but at the same time great warrior bhagwan parshuram the great shivyog master but the great warrior and from him the yoga of immortals is coming down from south india and all that. so i made you practice the way the shivyog lineage is 
and they were all great in practicing the forgiveness and blessing and that's what then i could teach you to practice forgiveness because when you are capable only then you can forgive now you understand now you enjoy your forgiveness it's tough yes but you have to practice it forgiveness and unconditional love and on the, the top of it i say i say the unconditional love okay next question and and then along with that is accept everyone the way they are and non judgment wonderful i know all these things coming to the next question from this only when does it become easy because i look at you baba ji and i know it's a bad comparison but again you know that's the difference between our culture and everything else because in our culture lord shiva is just is, is not just a person it's a goal we have to become shiva we have to reach shiva whereas so many other theologies you know you are separate from god and uh, he is where he is and we are again monkeys and you know he is making us go up and down and it's all his will so yes our goal is to become shiva and when i look at you all these things you know there's a philosophy and then there is a practicality to you it is very easy i come to you in the morning you are meditating i come to you in the night you are meditating and you are smiling and your eyes are very compassionate and even when i you know act tough even though i'm your son and still you know you let me act as if i am tough sometimes and your eyes are still full of compassion and you also have your wife and i know how difficult it is to love your wife all the time and even when your wife is being a wife to you sometimes not always you still act compassionate so my question is when do all these principles start becoming easy you know because for me even though i was born in it and i have been practicing the sadhanas for almost four decades sometimes it is tough and i have to really put an effort and sometimes it's exhausting and i have to put an effort to be true to the path and do everything that i'm supposed to do and if after four decades is not easy when does it become easy when does it become natural when does it become the second nature when does a person start to feel one in the light and when does a person see the code you know the binary code in the matter when do we become free of the matrix is it only after enlightenment do we all strive just for enlightenment or can we strive to have that perfection while we are living our life and this can become natural so please guide me when does it become easy my dear i consider lord krishna as the great shiva yoga master and uh, his teachings we follow in our life and he said karma karo phal ki chinta nahi karo move on the right direction and keep on moving 
and if one step you have taken forward you can reach to the 10000 steps to a far off distance and if you are worried kab pahunchenge pahunche kyun nahi then we get frustrated <coughs> learn from the bird the bird lay eggs and then keep on hatching very peacefully have you seen a bird every day looking at the egg and with the beak moving kuch hua kya ye ande mein kuch bachcha bana kya nothing doing the bird is doing the karma the bird will get up from the nest fly look for the food move around and again comfortably will come <coughs> and sit on the eggs so karma kar raha phal ki chinta na karo and as you are doing the sadhana see learn the sadhana from a pathfinder i am the pathfinder so in my journey i found the path and i am showing you the path go on moving and transformation is a gradual phenomena it happens at the cellular system level at the conscious mind level at the subconscious mind level and at the consciousness level you when you move towards your destination you don't move one step forward and then you take another step back what has happened that way even 100000 steps you will take you will still be standing at one place just go on doing and if a pathfinder has told you this is the path go on moving and feel whether some change has come in me or not is something better is happening go on doing but don't every day move your eggs the move the bird will move the eggs <laughs> then the bird will never be able to hatch mm-hmm. so it's peacefully and then <clears throat> as i said first you master your 55 trillion minds first you master the 96% potential of your mind power and whatever virus is program in your intracellular memory and in the subconscious mind that you erase and then you become the body of light and then you enter in the state of consciousness and when you are in a state of consciousness then you feel the consciousness state is the sat chitanand is the ultimate place and that ultimate bliss the consciousness is now guiding your mind your cellular mind and then that consciousness become the cosmic mind 
the cosmic consciousness and that is the state which the shivyog masters descend from the awakening state from the sleeping state from the dreaming state which every human being has experienced then they enter into the state of cosmic consciousness cosmic consciousness it is the universal consciousness it is the mind ceased to exist and now it is the consciousness and you enter into the state of consciousness and then there is when there is a happiness you are looking for happiness the opposite the sorrow will also come but the moment you enter into cosmic consciousness the state of satchitananda bliss the bliss then there is no sorrow that is the cosmic consciousness and that is the state when you become the creator of the destiny and that's what will happen dahi jamti hai to har time kholte nahi ho jami ki nahi jami hila ke dekhte ho ki nahi you have it given and after some time you find the curd is made similarly the individual mind when you are practicing one day become the cosmic mind and my consciousness become the universal consciousness aham brahmasmi ji baba ji and i'll tell you why this question came because of aunties because being a brown kid everybody compares you with your father it's just something and maybe i think that's one of the questions that rishi asked that you know uh i was made to do a lot of things and uh, you know it's so funny that when i would be living my life and i would be in the ashram i would be very happy being anonymous because there were so many boys and everybody was doing so many things the moment somebody would get to know i'm your son then they expected me to take their breath away and sometimes you know when i'm learning a skill i would be normal there are a lot of things that are inherited genetically but then there are a lot of things that are acquired through rigorous training and when i would be starting those endeavors i'd always see a bunch of aunties and those bunch of aunties would compare a 7 year old kid with a 45 year old enlightened master like yourself and i would feel so much pressure that oh why you are comparing me you know i'm trying i'm trying and yes i understand sometimes those thoughts do come in a child's mind that uh, okay if i do the same thing that my father is doing as a legacy then i'll always be compared and there'll always be this pressure of fitting somebody's shoe and i call it the great father complex which i saw a lot in uh, the united states when the art of dying shiver was happening because a lot of the brown fathers came to this country as immigrants and they had nothing they had no money they had their own success story 
you know every story starts the same i came when there was no vegetarian food and we used to have boiled potatoes and i came with 6 dollars in my pocket and everything that you see around i made it myself and i was eating only boiled potatoes because there was nothing vegetarian and the kid is just thinking oh my god and the father is expecting the kid to do things 20000 times greater because the kid is getting avocado and uh, brown toast with butter and he's not just getting boiled potato and the father is thinking if i could become a doctor with uh, boiled potatoes then you my dear can become uh, uh, the president of the country with avocado on toast so how does a child deal with expectations that society puts because this thought that i i talked to you it wasn't my thought it was an acquired thought it was an acquired thought that came from other people that your father Simply, can do so many nice things remember one thing yes whatever i am today mm-hmm. i was not at the age of 6 whatever i am today i was not at the age of so 16 so how to years. deal with society pressure no no tell them tell them there is a I am telling. There is a transformation process. First is the seed. Now, if you go on, you know, abusing the seed of banyan tree. Look at you and look at your father. Mm. He will have infinity complex. The seed should say that my father. at one day was like me you remember that so don't compare that my father who has become the banyan tree and i am his son who is a banyan seed my father also one day was a banyan seed and then he created a conducive environment and then he became a sapling and he started growing and now today he is a big tree and remember one thing no matter how naughty i am looking oh but you with or the, me no you oh me i'm sorry <laughs> you are naughty no no because they can't see me naughty because that i have it's a thing of past i was also very naughty <clears throat> so but those genes are there within you and one day in your cells your dna is the dna of the banyan tree and you are going to be transformed as a banyan tree the huge one and it is a transition period and you are practicing the path you are watering your tree it is not you are digging the roots but you are looking after yourself in the same way when i see you you looking after your children i recall that i looked after my children but probably he is one shade better than me he is doing a better work i did according to my means now 
his means are better so he is looking after according to his means and one day he said and i fully agree that i have to look after my two kids and my father who is also a kid mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's nice so bless you you are moving in right direction don't never ask acknowledgement from others acknowledgement should come from within you your action should not be to show off others but your action should be for your own self then only you will go on growing but if you are trying to please others then you might go in different direction where you are not aware where you are going but when you are <clears throat> with the self and you are following that stair to heaven i said na stairways to heaven is the pure intention nirmal man the pure mind nischal man peaceful mind vishal man the big vast mind and you go on achieving in the final achievement when you are the universal consciousness then the third dimension every achievement which whatever you have achieved is sab mitti hai and you are the creator of mitti any time you can create as much tons of mitti as you want you understand so whatever they say just laugh they say i am a young shivanand he is a old shivanand i am the shivanand in a transition he is the shivanand who has reached to the quite a good destination and it is growth even my father has not stopped he is also expanding because the universe is infinite so when he stops he becomes finite lord shiva has not stopped the universe has not stopped it's a infinite so infinite cannot have the limitation of beginning and end so you also have no beginning and end it is the process of evolution and you are doing great bless you and i love you and i love everyone thank you so very much powers you know you are absolutely right and uh, that's what i did learn to cancel out the noise because uh, uh, i was stressed for a few years because i was trying to be you it was very stressful when i was trying to act like the way the world was hoping that i would act when the young shivanand was trying to act like the oldest highest shivanand i got my inspiration from our scriptures because in our scriptures i found krishna acted like krishna they called him a rebel because he didn't conform to what was around him and he didn't act like the adults he acted and celebrated his own uniqueness in my scriptures i found nachiketa who acted 
लाइफ ना चीखेता आई फाउंड अष्टावक्र हु एक्टेड लाइक अष्टावक्र नेवर लाइक समबडी एल्स एंड वी हैव अ लॉट ऑफ पीपल हु वांट टू एक्ट लाइक अष्टावक्र बट अष्टावक्र वाज अष्टावक्र एंड देन आई सॉ यू यू आर सो ग्रेट बिकॉज़ यू आर यू एंड रादर देन मी ट्राइंग टू बी यू आई हैड टू लर्न टू बी मी and find that inner shivanand and that really helped me because then i realized that i will always be the banyan tree but i won't be the exact same banyan tree i would be little bit different and then i started to celebrate those parts of myself and that really helped and i am very very thankful to you that you shared this message because i think this is what a lot of children of my generation have to understand that yes you will be like your parents but there'll always be your flavor your taste inside that recipe and if you try to kill that taste then you are killing a part of your own self so celebrate where you come from and celebrate who you are am i right baba ji yes see i was saying the same thing <laughs> but thank you so very much thank you for this and moment. i appreciate one thing anji baba that your knowledge of the shastras are much better better than me and many times when i teach him then he comes back and he say and that shastra that's how it is written so i said okay that's nice and 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 now you believe in me that main shastra samat to gyan de raha bless you ji baba ji and thank you so very much for giving us this time it was amazing as we conclude the session is there a final message you would like to give to all the young shivyogis because this medium is for the young people uh so what do you think how they can help themselves in this first of all interesting time you yes. must know you have the infinite potential within you but the virus from external world is not letting you unfold your infinite potential through the sadhana the shivyog sadhana and yoga of immortals practice gradually the virus will be erased and you will find the infinite which is already present within you will be awakened and that should be your goal there may be a purpose of your reincarnating in this life but the ultimate purpose is to awaken the infinite and your consciousness rise to and merge with the universal consciousness and become one with the universal consciousness where the feeling comes aham brahmasmi i am the universe try to reach to that state namashiva and bless you Thank you so much Baba ji and Ishan ji for coming on to this podcast and doing this finale episode. This is amazing. To our audience members, I hope you enjoyed our finale episode and I hope you'll join us again for season 2 in the future. 
Thank you very much and goodbye.